Hi friends, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. My friend Samuel asked such a beautiful question about praying with emotions. So he said, is it okay to pray an angry prayer at God? Like, why is there no fruit? Why are you so slow? Why can't I see kingdom realities now? Why is it so hard to do anything? (laughs) Isn't that awesome? I think it's a beautiful question. And so (laughs) happily, yes, these are totally allowed prayers. And when we look at this scripture, especially when I started really looking at the Psalms, I was stunned to see how angry some of those psalms are. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Psalm 94 is like crazy angry. I think it's 94. Anyway, those imprecatory psalms where it's literally like, Lord, I want you to be mean to my enemies. In fact, I think you should actually just kill their children too, and probably their wives. I'd like just wipe them all out entirely in really extra horrific ways. And like, there's a level of anger in some of those Psalms. Is it Psalm 109 that is like super violent? Anyway, when you read them, you're like, I have been really mad before, but I don't know if I've ever been quite that angry. Like, I might wish my enemies might die, but I don't know that I want their children also to be wiped out in horrible ways. And yet, the Lord puts that in the same Bible as he has 1 Corinthians 13, (laughs) the love chapter. It's astonishing to me. So to me, what that says is that God is not afraid of our emotions. He's not afraid of our anger. And he's not afraid of the, the ways that the world is broken. And I know when there was a time I was listening to one of the sons of Korah Psalms and driving down the street. And I, man, now I'm getting the details a little bit fuzzy. I forget if it was, it's whichever is the really angry Psalm in the nineties. It's, I was thinking it was 94, but now I'm wondering if it's Psalm 93, but it's the one where it's like, Do you not know? Do you think that the God who created the eyes doesn't see? Do you think that the God who created the ears doesn't hear? Are you that stupid? And I forget exactly how it was in the song, but I was like, wait, are you allowed to call people stupid? Like, I'm pretty sure Jesus had really strong words to say about those who call their brothers a fool. And yet here in the Psalms, we have this super angry Psalm about how it actually is really, really stupid to think that God doesn't see you when he's the one who created the eyes. Like, hello, that's not very smart. Anyway, I was driving and listening to this song and going through a a situation at that time where it resonated so much. And I was weeping to the point where I did not think, I was like, I wonder if I should pull over. Like, can I actually even see where I'm going very well? And I I think I was safe. I was on a pretty not well-traveled road and it was okay, but it was was probably the hardest cry I've ever had. And yet there was something so gracious of the Lord to say, you actually need to just get get through this, like deal with the emotional outburst. And when my business partner, Bob Perry, was a young man and he had asked for the gift of praying in tongues, the only word that he got for the first 
year over year was the word baka. And <laughs> he would just like wander around saying it, baka, 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 baka. And everybody would tease him because it was like, <laughs> it sounded kind of like saying bada, 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 like, hey, bada, bada, bada. And so he also said to me at one point that the same day his wife had gotten her prayer language and he was like, it was like she was an opera singer. Like it came fully on. It was all the words and so fluent. And Bob is highly competitive. So there was that side of like, why can't I do that? Like, what's the matter with me? And so for a year and more, here he is saying baka, baka, baka. And finally, a friend of his was like, I think that's in the Bible. And Bob was like, no, come on. It's not even in English. And when the friend looked it up, sure enough, there it is in Psalm 84. I think it's verse six. And it says, those who walk through the desolate valley of Baca, those who walk through the desolate valley of weeping, they will make it all a place of springs. And so (laughs) to those of us who know Bob as a weeping intercessor, this word that means travail or weeping is actually very prophetic about who he is. And and yet the role of a weeping intercessor is also not very well understood. <laughs> I know I was at an event at one point and I was struck with the the wailing intercession. And it's so surreal to be like, I am like full on weeping, like can hardly contain the grief. And somebody's like, are somebody said, is she okay? And one of my friends was like, oh yeah, she's fine. She loves this. And I kind of like mid wail paused and was like, yeah, no, this is just part of intercession. It's okay. I'm fine. And then right back into the weeping. And that doesn't happen often. It's not something that I can kind of gin up like, no, today is a great day for weeping intercession, but it's kind of incomprehensible. And so that actually has nothing to do now that I think about it with the overall question about, is it okay to pray emotions? And so Like sometimes the Lord sends you emotions, I guess is my point. And when that happens, then you get to use those as well. That's part of carrying the Father heart of God and saying, yes, it's it's important to be able to express. Even when we think about how Jesus had a heart of compassion for those around him, that sometimes I think we get a little hint of what that felt like. And it's almost enough to make us undone. It's really, really intense. But I know one of the prayers, there was a season where I felt like, I don't know if it was every day, but very often I felt like screaming like Elisha, where now is the God of Elijah? (laughs) And in that moment, I think that's when Elijah's just been taken up to heaven and it's just Elisha and he's trying to cross the river and he has Elijah's mantle and is like, "I, I want this river to part from me too. Where now is the God of Elijah? And And yet there is that sense of like, yeah, where is that God? We are missing him. We would like the God who comes and raises the dead and the one who does these miraculous signs and wonders and the one who shows himself to be stronger than the prophets of Baal, even if it didn't really create much by way of mass cultural change. Like, but where is that God? We would like him to show up. Okay. I say all of that to just say, pray your emotions. They're from the Lord. So Lord, I thank you that you give us emotions. I thank you that you give us the opportunity that if we want to scream at you because we're frustrated and we're, we want more for those around us than they want, that you're actually okay with it. And so Jesus, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, 
that when we look at you, Jesus, as you are the perfect expression of the Father, that you walk the earth and you were not like a, a <laughs> you were not a Zen master. <laughs> As you walked the earth, you were so angry at the tomb of Lazarus that you snorted with anger, that there was like this huge upwelling of righteous indignation in you at death coming on the people that you loved. And it astonishes me because you knew you were going to raise him, and yet you still had this just deep fury against death. And Lord, I think about how you laughed with your disciples and you wept with those who weep. Lord, that you you demonstrated a deep and true and full humanity. And so, Lord, we want to live like you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen.